plug those headphones in. It's time for Ireland's only interactive podcast, the multi-award winning Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. And you're very welcome to this latest Opinions Matter podcast with Adrian and Jeremy recorded at our studio at the White Sands Hotel in Port Marnock in North County, Dublin. So what do we want to talk about in this uh, latest Opinions Matter podcast? I'll tell you in just a second, because before that, I want to let you know about one of our show sponsors. Our current show sponsor uh, are a mother and uh, daughter team who have basically put pen to paper about their horrific abuse that they both suffered uh, at the hands of their uh, abuser. Safe is the new book by Priscilla and Amy Granger. Um, They are the mother and daughter team behind Stop Domestic Violence in Ireland. And now for the first time, the duo reveal the full extent of the abuse that they suffered, their escape and journey from victims to campaigners after years of living in silence and fear. Now to uh, to read their inspiring first-hand story for yourself just buy a copy of the book and it's available from this website safe-thebook.ie safe-thebook.ie where you can purchase your copy in either paperback or ebook formats uh, for just 14.99 with a portion of all proceeds going towards helping others escape and survive domestic abuse visit safe dash the book dot ie today to get your hands on a uh, copy of that book so what do we want to talk about on this latest opinions matter podcast well have a listen to this message that we got from a lady called katrina who lives in uh Clendalkin. here's what katrina says i've just lis- finished listening to your podcast and i'm stick sick to the stomach I have two young girls and the thoughts of this happening to them is horrible. Now, uh, this lady, Katrina, is referring to our podcast, uh, our previous podcast, all to do uh, with kids online, kids being groomed and everything else. Anyway, um, she says, we're going through something like this in our estate. I live in Clondalkin. And there's a rumor going around on WhatsApp that one of those dirty bastard sex offenders is living in our area and he only got out a few months ago. We're all freaking over it and the guards won't tell us anything. I think we should all have a right to know when one of these animals moves into our area. They are a danger to our kids and we've a right to know. You need to highlight this on your show. I wrote a letter to my local TD to uh, have the law changed. And that's from a lady um, from Clondalkin called Katrina. And we would love to hear from you on this. 085-825-2626. The question we're asking is, uh, can you, well, you can't is the answer, but should you be able to find out if a sex offender is living in your area? Uh, the details are held by the guardie about people guilty of sex offences and not subject to freedom of information legislation. Therefore, you can't use the Freedom of Information Act uh, to find out about sex offenders living in your area. And we're asking, should we be able to find out if a sex offender lives near us? Or is this going to lead to an absolute mob mentality as we have seen in the past? 
And in fact, the first call we were going to go to in a second, Eddie believes that we shouldn't. I agree, by the way, with Eddie, that we shouldn't. We shouldn't know. You look at the, the most recent story. In fact, we were on a different radio station when this happened. Uh, back in 2014, we did a whole week of topics on this. There was a convicted sex offender living in Hollywell in Swords or Holywell, whatever that estate is called. Now, he's not still there, so if you live in the area, don't start going down, banging down doors, because that's what happens, mob mentality. Anyway, this sex offender was living in Holywell in Swords. The neighbours found out about it, yeah? Now, by the way, this, this man was a monster, a beast, a sexually assaulted uh, seven-year-old stepdaughter, um, an absolute monster, um, did his time, apparently got out, anyway. And the people of uh, Holywell found out had a protest um, outside his house. It was supposedly going to be a peaceful protest. No peaceful protests ends up being a peaceful protest. Um, they broke down his front door. Uh, he shit himself, uh, ran off, and then disappeared. And now, well, I, I assume they do know now where he is. But the point is, because a mob uh, attacked his house, he ended up going into hiding. Okay, but the other side of that coin is, would you want him living next door to you? Of course you wouldn't. You absolutely wouldn't. Would you like to know? Let's imagine a new neighbour moves in next door to you. Yeah, you know nothing about this person. You know nothing about their history. You don't. But hang on, hang on. You don't anyway. Yeah, no, I know that. But shouldn't you have the right to know that he was released from prison six months ago for sexually assaulting a fourteen-year-old? Maybe he has. Just go to Eddie first. Eddie, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Eddie? Good afternoon, lads. Now, firstly, Jeremy, Miss quote would be there. On my text, I said, for the, for, for the, play, for the fact that we'd have a two-sided argument, I'd play devil's advocate just in a scenario and say no, because I know everyone's going to say, yes, we should. Mm. And the reason I would say that is, the question I would ask is, if you knew there was a sex offender living in your area, what would happen, Right. And the answer is You'd have mob mentality. Yeah. Yes. Right? It'd be ran out of place. But the second part of that question was, where do we put them? Is it a case of like the migrants where that Katrina would go, I don't want them in my area. And he moves off somewhere else and she's happy. But now the area he's moved into, they're not happy. Do you know what I mean? Like, there isn't, yeah, but, yeah, but the point that I was making... Them? The yeah. point if, I was if making... If someone is a convicted sex offender and he served a time and they get out, no, I wouldn't li- like them living next to my next And that's week. exactly the but point that I made. do we put yeah. them? And, and here's the thing as well, Eddie, if you think about it, in any housing estate in Ireland, okay, you take... And I wouldn't want a, a sex offender living next door, but maybe I do have a sex offender living in my area. If you think of your average housing estate in Ireland, okay, and say there's 10,000 people living in that housing estate... Any house in Satan Ireland, 10,000 people there. The chances are, okay, in fact, it's more than probable, it's certain that among the 10,000 people living in your housing estate, more than one is a rapist. Okay, but also, the laws of probability and statistics. One is a rapist, yeah. Um, one is probably a sex, a child sex offender, or if isn't, has those tendencies to be one. Yeah, hundred percent, I agree. And, another, and, and your 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 um, argument is what you don't know doesn't yes, hurt you, absolute, doesn't stress you out. Absolutely. But the problem is the flip side of that is what if you were living in an area of ten thousand and there's a rapist or a murderer and you didn't know and he did something. You know what I mean? This is, this well, is, the, okay, this is the point that I'm arguing, Jeremy. You're not so, going to have a murder in your area because chances are they'd be doing the life imprisonment. My, my point no, is... No, but they don't. They have, to do, they have to do the murder to do life imprisonment. Okay, I, I have uh, an interview that I recorded earlier on today, which is going to be going out on our podcast uh, next week at yeah. some stage, okay? It's an interview with a woman whose uh, husband raped her viciously in their house. Horrible story. Um, yeah. The guards were called in the middle of him assaulting her. It's an horrific 
horrific story. Okay, yeah. now this guy is going to be released from prison in the middle of 2023, so only six months away. And I'm asking you, as a father of three kids, do you want this rapist living next door to you? The answer, obviously, is no. no. Obviously, it's no. Okay, but a house next door to you goes up for sale, and somebody moves into it. It could be this guy that is being released but, from prison in six months. But I could have people living on my road that that, that are. But shouldn't that you know that? that? You've three kids. But yeah, but but as, as as Eddie says, ignorance is bliss. If you protect your children and you do what you, what you have to do, um, in the same way, yeah. When you go, you can to, protect them till the cows come home. But kids are still naive. And kids, you hear no. Kids, I'm saying well, well, yeah, but road, Eddie, you like as you alluded to at the start of this, when you find out that somebody is living, yeah, in the area, you're on a heightened tension. Yeah. You're stressed all get together they kick down this scumbag's door and that scumbag goes into hiding and then it's someone else's problem and it's not on my backyard it's the same way if you go out to your back garden agent and have a barbecue yeah you don't think about how many rats are out your back garden crawling around do you you don't think about that why because you don't you don't want to know you don't want to know it's not affecting you and that's the same way and the only thing that this will do the only thing that this will do is send them into hiding and i'm sorry i'd rather I'd rather they weren't in hiding. I'd at least... But they are in hiding. No, no they're, they're not... not the fact that you don't know that they're there no, Jeremy, means they're in hiding. What I would say is, if he was in your area, you'd prefer him to be ran out of your area and then go into hiding somewhere else. Yeah, but, he's not in your area. Yeah, but that's not fair, is it? On the I know, area. but it's, that's, where you, that's the end game for that person that... That lives next door. Sorry, if I can just go back to what you just said. You said uh, you prefer them not to be in hiding. They are in hiding. This guy that I did uh, the interview with his ex-wife is being released from prison in six months. He could buy a house next to you and you know nothing about it. Yeah, but he could. And therefore, he's in hiding. But he could. Look, how many people? I've had so many people over my years living next, moving in next door. I've never once thought... Oh, that fellow that moved across the road, I wonder, is he on the sex offenders register? You don't think that, but no, you and should. you never will until no, someone until so, they yeah. get found out. Yeah. You know, and eventually someone recognises them or notices the name if you don't change their name or... You know what I mean? It's with social media and all, it's a small world now. And then, and then probably the family of the person who was abused by that person has a vendetta against him and they want to find out where he is and then they let the word out to the residents of that area. You, you know what I mean? It, they always end up getting found out. Yeah, and at least if they... Say, say for instance, Johnny Johnny B, yeah, is a sex offender, has done his time in prison and gets moved in to number 30, number 30 on the road, yeah? The guards know. The guards have that information. They know that, they John, know, yeah. that Johnny B is at number 30 and to keep an eye on Johnny B because he's a dirty pedo bastard, yeah? yeah. They know. If, if the whole road finds out, he'll be run out of there and the guards won't know where he is anymore. I would rather the guards know where these scumbags are than not. Okay, well, I'm, sure they, I'm sure they probably have to tag in every so often or something like that. Yeah, they do. You know? yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah, but the sex offenders in Ireland don't even wear uh, ankle bracelets or anything. They've, yeah, that, uh, that is a problem. Yeah, it is a major problem. Well, I, I have to say, I have to say, lads, if one moved in next door to me, and I would be that that person, I don't want him in my area. I don't care where he goes. I just want him over here, and then it becomes someone else's problem. But as long as it's not my problem. You know what I mean? And I think most people will be of the same thinking. They just don't want them in their area. And that is the problem, um, yeah. that you're literally moving the problem on from uh, yeah. your backyard no to theirs. There is no solution, yes. As long as it's not in your area, you're, you're thinking, well, okay, I'm so Okay, ba- so back to, and, and this is something that they have in many states in the states where you can see where a sex offender lives. You can actually open up an online map and you can pinpoint the exact houses that different uh, sex offenders are living in. Do you not think that that's a good idea? No, they don't get battered to death 
well, no, <laughs> they probably deserve it, but that's what happened. But it doesn't that's happen in America. How come? If, if, if oh, right, I'm going to, I'm going to give you an example. Say my niece or nephew, someone got abused by a sex offender. I'd be waiting until they get out of prison, and I know exactly where they are, and I'm going to get vengeance. You ever think of that? Yeah, okay. No, I, I, I take that. But let me ask you then, why you would not be in favour of having a map, an interactive map that you can open up? On? And Jeremy, I know you've seen one of these. I, uh, I, your I, friend in America showed you I one of these. I believe it. I was walking around these. My best friend lives in America, and he lives in a nice, quiet neighbourhood. And if you walk around this neighbourhood, you think, this neighbourhood is a safe. You could, you could let your kids go out for the whole day. And he said, well, I'm going to show you something. And he opens the, whatever the app was on his phone, and it has the, the app of the neighbourhood, and beep. Beep, beep. Can go, you imagine that num- here? Number, number five. 14, 14 to 16 year olds, scrawly little teenagers yeah. looking at a map. They just go and target a man's gaff and smash it up. My question is, my question is, hang on, imagine if they got the address wrong, Adrian. Imagine if you, imagine if you lived at number 32, yeah? And you're Adrian Kennedy, never done anything in your life, yeah? And a number 23 is a dirty pedo bastard, Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And someone gets the numbers mixed up. Was it 32 or 23? Ah, should we go to 32 with pitchforks? And they end up kicking down your front door. And what the hell, how do they not do this in America? Because I think we're a different mentality. I'm telling you now, you see all the little scrolls to hang around, flying around at scramblers, taking drugs, and a little grey track super gay. If they found out there was a little pervert there and he had his address, they'd just break his gaff, swear bomb it a lot. Okay, stay there for one second, Eddie. Let me go to uh, Sandy. You're on Opinions Matter. Hi, Sandy. Hiya, how are you? Uh, good, thanks, Sandy. Uh, tell me your story. You have a bit of history in, in a story like this. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. When it's a two-way situation, so basically a few years ago in the Athlone area, we had a sex offender uh, move uh, into the town. And, of course, you know, with the social media, we heard about it on Facebook. So um, there was um, a big Facebook Live that evening, like, there on 5 o'clock. So we all went down to the area and we all said to them, right, look, if you're going to protest, you're going to have to do it in a quiet manner. Because I said, a, a peaceful and quiet manner, because I said, there's people living around the area. Uh, there was a hospital across the road and a, and a school as well. So some of them were very calm, so the guard had to come because the weapon got rowdy and it wasn't second fear. And it was a, a, an apartment block. So uh, to make a long story short, uh, I found out a little bit of history about him. So um, the next day, um, that sex offender was actually moved out of the area. But what I'm trying to say is as well that he he had to move out of the area, but it putting this, you know, putting it onto somebody else in a different area. And that's exactly what we just spoke about, that, um, yes, okay, so the residents in that particular area managed to get him out, but it's moving the problem on elsewhere. Yeah. Now, um, you know, the Minister for Protection, Helen something McEntee, I'm probably pronouncing her name wrong. The Minister for Justice is Helen McEntee. Well, she's on maternity leave now, but yeah, Yeah. go on. Yes, at the time she turned around and she said that um, the reason why sex offenders aren't tagged, well, this is is a lie, is because... uh, they have not found them, which is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I find it absolutely ridiculous that there's no no funding to tag paedophiles and no register or nothing. The register was supposed to come out in 2021 for everybody. Whatever happened there, um, it was a big no-no. It was a big no-no. Yeah. So let me let me go back to that story in that loan. And how did you feel about yeah. that man being run out of the area? Um, I actually thought 
was it? it? It was the right suggestion at the time, but my sister said to me, Sandra, think about it. You're actually putting the problem onto somebody else, and I totally agreed with her. You know, yeah, I do agree with you there. It's putting it onto somebody else. Like the Gardaí, um, um, the Gardaí Protection Unit actually, um, you know, um, protect uh, this sex offender. So they had to take him out of that area. They had to. Mm. Okay, yeah. so it, it literally moved the problem from I your area to somebody else's area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because 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 had yeah. he not been moved, he would have been uh, forcibly ejected by locals. Basically, the mob yeah, mentality that we were talking about. Yeah, and I wouldn't have even known that he was down in the area. You know, yeah, was only by word of mouth. Yeah. Okay, stay there for a second if you can, please. I'd love to hear from you on this on 085-825-2626. Jess sent me this WhatsApp voice note. Dads, love the podcast. Uh, it's all well and good saying, like, look after your kids. You know, it's, it's up to you to protect them and all this and whatnot and keep them away. But, like, what happens when your kids are 12, 13, 14 teenagers out on the streets playing and they're coming home at night time it's dark? And you're sitting there and worrying, like, they, oh, they have to walk past your man's house down the road. Like, I just don't think it's right. I think I think people should know if there's convicted rapists or paedophiles or whatever living in the area to protect the kids. And I don't think these people should be put in these areas where there's children. Uh, I don't know where to put them now, in fairness, but they shouldn't be put in areas where there's kids. I just think it's disgusting. It's Ireland's most talked about podcast. The only podcast with live callers and live debates. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. A moment ago, we were listening to uh, Jess's message and she was basically saying that uh, the sh- paedophiles or deviants of any sort shouldn't be put anywhere near kids. Now, I don't know where in the world you have no kids. Yeah, I, I agree. They should be on Spike Island or something like that, but that's not the way it's happening at the moment. Um, and to, to all the people commenting on social media, I just want to address this as well. To all the people commenting on social media saying they should be castrated and, and executed, okay, that's never going to happen. With the best will in the world, I'm sure we'd all love that to happen, but we're not Saudi Arabia. We're not going to have a time where 10 sex offenders are brought, have down, their balls chopped off. Are, are brought down O'Connell Street and their balls are put on a table on Saturday and we're all cheering. Like, Jesus Christ, when you see that shit happening in Saudi Arabia, you call them barbarians. Uh, so we're not going to have that. Okay, so, what about this argument? Uh, David sent us this message and he said, if the bloke's done his time and paid back his debt to society, ooh. why aren't they allowed a second chance? And that's a fair point because because I believe a sex offender can't be cured. You, a sex offender, uh, in particular, a paedophile. Forget about a rapist for a moment. A paedophile, yeah, mm. is hardwired to fancy children. Yeah, you can't you can't break that hard wiring. In the same way, you can't stop a dog from barking. Yeah, that's what that's what a dog is. Yeah, these beasts, paedophile beasts. Yeah, they are hardwired to fancy children. That's their that's in their makeup. Yeah. How do you cure that? You don't. So it's because you believe that they can't be cured oh, that no. you don't believe they deserve a second chance oh, in life. No, no second chance for paedophiles. No, it's the most disgusting crime you could commit. Michael, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Michael? Not too bad, lads, and yourselves. Michael, you had a, an incident like this before. Yeah, I, I remember it was on uh, one of the FM shows before, but I can't remember which lad it was. But anyway, um, yeah, when we were living in Swords a couple, few years back, there was a lad, you might remember the case, it was all over the papers, John Craven was released. 
and he was convicted paedophile and he bought a house directly across from a playground in Swords and literally a two minute walk to the school and now this was the playground and school that our kids had went to. So as a community we all got together, we organised protests outside the house um, I think after the third night then the guards were coming up literally maybe half an hour before the protest mm-hmm. kind of doing a ring of steel around his house and on the third night people happened to land up an hour before the guards and they literally smashed in his doors windows went through the house looking for him and everything and broke up his house and obviously when the guards and that arrived there was a ring of steel around the house but he was actually found in the house he'd been hiding up in the attic and um, he was removed. He, obviously, he never came back to the area, but he was brought to the Garda station. And as far as what I heard, he stayed, uh, stayed the night in the Garda station before he was found in another place. So he moved out of the area. He moved out of uh, Swords. His name was John Carvin, was his name, not John Craven. That's, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's about... Sorry, he was moved out of the area to where? Well, they didn't know, but there was rumours afterwards that actually because his victim had come up, it happened to have been his niece that he'd been messing with, and um, apparently she was from Balbriggan, and he allegedly, he I think he moved out beside Balbriggan. I was actually, believe it or not, uh, I was actually there that night. It was FM 104, by the way, myself and Adrian were on the time, and I was at the the, the protest. That's I think I was, I was actually speaking to one of you as well. Yeah, I think I was it was myself, yeah. Protest. And I remember that night, I remember thinking when the, the protest started off and it was nice and peaceful, and I thought it was, but I knew, I knew that it was going to go a bit further because a few of the lads in the group said, let's let's go into the garden, let's go into the garden. Yeah, and there was then, a few elements that yeah. landed no, up. No, and that's, and that's geez, you, can under, you, you can understand why people were, were, were angry, and... Uh, um, with your man Carvin, uh, but he got run out. As you said, he got run out of the area. Um, yeah, yeah. And but the thing is, he he bought this house himself across where he used to sit at a sitting room window because I've seen him many times sitting looking out at the playground. Okay, well, let, let me ask you then about uh, whether or not, and this is something that has been debated ever since those protests in Swords. Do you think that we have a right to know if there is a paedophile living in our area? I do think we do, and I'll agree what you were saying there a few minutes ago, that um, these people can't change. It's like if a man is attracted to a woman or he's attracted to another man. It's, 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 that's the way you were born, it's in your brain, and it's the same way with them. They cannot be changed. Okay, but, uh, but, uh, okay so let me, let me ask you then, because we don't have a situation where uh, somebody who's convicted of uh, ch- child sexual abuse is jailed for life. We don't have yeah. life sentences for those crimes. Maybe we should. But my, my point was, uh, somebody like John Carvin is eventually released from uh, prison. Where do you put them then? Out, look, you're in Spike Island empty now. F them off out on Spike Island, castrate them. Uh, Spike Island's they big, to- be big tourist attraction now. They don't have the right to they fulfill that that right when they went and done what they did to little kids or little girls, little boys, or whatever. They forfeited the right to live in an armed society. Get rid of them. So get rid of them. Uh, but uh, as I said to you, I, I you hang on, hang on. Oil and let them fend for themselves. Okay, them uh, again, other. this is uh, Saudi Arabian rubbish. This isn't going to happen. We're not going to do that um, because we live in a somewhat civilised society. The point I'm making is we don't have life sentences for somebody like this. But, uh, so, but, they, so these people are eventually going to be released um, uh, after serving their time. Then what? 
If you, but I, it's down. Well, if, if you're going on that side of things, it's down to the law. I was reading there yesterday. There was a guy. I think it was in Dublin. He got caught with over a hundred child sexual images and some videos. He was given a two-year suspended sentence. You know that that's that's a guy that's a predator in the waiting. But yet he was handed a two-year suspended sentence. It's you know it's down to the law again. And judges seem to go very lenient. Well, as I said, we have a podcast that will be published uh, next week sometime uh, with the wife of a guy or the ex-wife of a guy who beat lumps out of her, raped her and so on, and he got three and a half years, which is a, an horrific story, and I'll be talking to her again, next week. again, lads, this is a conversation for another day. We're not talking... The sentencing is what it is. It's shite. The sentences in Ireland for sex crimes is, is absolutely awful. So this is the point that I'm trying... No, what, what Michael was saying there was they, um, they need to be locked up and the key thrown away. We don't do that. No, we don't do that. So we can't... There's no point point in talking about that because that ain't going to happen we're not going to we're not going to castrate them yeah okay as much as we want to we can't lock them up for life because there's nothing in the law that allows them to be locked up for life so they do get released and this isn't the only country by the way this happens uh, in america i don't know if you've ever seen any of louis Theroux's um documentaries where he you know where he goes to the pedophile village which is basically a little village in Florida where all these convicted... Uh, it's mad, this program is. And they all live uh, happily ever after in this little village. Um, put the signs up to tell kids, don't go in there. Everybody in there is a, is a beautiful. beautiful. Um, stay there for one second if you can, please. I want to bring in some more of your opinions on this. Uh, this is V... Lads, I think we should know 100%. And the reason why is any sex offender suffers with um, poor impulse control. So what's to say that they they don't get that over them again and try and grab their neighbor's child? Like, people people need to know knowledge is power. Um, yeah, I, I just think keeping it a secret is, is inevitably going to end up in someone else's life being around. Um, because that person, that person um, doesn't doesn't have to come out the shadows of what they've done. Thanks, guys. Anthony, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Anthony? I'm all right. How are you? Uh, good, thanks, Anthony. Do we have a right to know if a uh, paedophile or a sex predator is living in our area? 100%. People have a right to know to keep kids safe from these sickos who will always reoffend when they're let out of prison. The justice system in this country is an absolute joke. The judges are too soft. There needs to be harsher punishments for these sickos. Just lock them up for life and don't let them out. Okay, but again... I don't see a time, any time in the future, that we are going to have life sentences for some of the crimes that we're talking about here. We're not. Well, it should happen. It should happen. People should just get out and demand that be done. Okay. In the meantime, in the meantime, these uh, sex offenders or paedophiles or whatever do get out of prison. Um, Where do they live? Well, they shouldn't live anywhere near kids, but if they do, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, but, uh, have uh, but sorry, this is the, the, the illogical part of this conversation. You're the second person to say that. They shouldn't live anywhere near kids. Where in God's name on this island can you live that's not near any kids? Just don't have them near kids. We'd have them make what, what that village in Florida you were talking about. Have them up somewhere where they put all those people just there, just there so people can know that they're there. Put up warning signs so people don't have to go near those houses. That's what we should do. Or we should have a site like you do in America so people know where those sickles are. 
Okay, so people it, it, have a right it, to know and keep the kids Okay, safe. I, I, I mentioned a moment ago that in the states, uh, in many of the states, in the states, you can get an app on your phone, and the app on your phone will bring up an, uh, a map of your area, and you'll be able to pinpoint uh, that a paedophile lives in that house there and that house over there. Um, do you think we should have that here? Yes, we should. Shut here already. Isn't it a reality that if we had that here, if um, you could go online and have a look and see that in that house just there, there's a paedophile living, isn't that going to lead to an absolute mob mentality? Well, that's a natural human reaction. I mean, people don't want people of that near their kids. Well, there you are, Jeremy. Well, it's a natural human see- reaction. Well, what, what about mistaken identity, uh, Anthony? What about, and that has happened in the past. In fact, one of the most famous... I know that has happened. One of the most famous stories, uh, and I think it's about from 10 years ago, is where a man's house, a man was at home with his family one night, and his house was attacked by a mob because he was a paediatrician. He was a child's... Doctor, do you remember? It's it's hilarious, but it's not hilarious at the same time. And these brain dead morons on Facebook uh, saw that Adrian Kennedy, pediatrician, lives in thirty two the Avenue, and they thought that a pediatrician was someone who fiddles with children, and they went in and beat him up to shit, even though he was a child's doctor. That you, you're you're dealing with the, the the lowest rungs of humanity when you're dealing with mob mentality, and these people don't understand. But Anthony's argument is this is people's base instincts that yeah, none Anthony, of us wants these people yeah, living Anthony, beside in us. Every, they, they, they are living beside you, and you're going about your daily business at the moment in my housing estate, yeah, where there's a population of probably ten thousand, yeah. <laughs> There's someone there who was committed a rape, without a, without a doubt, yeah? By yep. the laws of average, yeah? Yeah? Yep. There's someone there who has sexually assaulted a child. Correct. By the laws of average. And by the way, just to say as well, most um, child sexual abuse is at the hands of family members and relatives, not by strangers. What's that got to do with the no, fact no, no, that they could be it, living next door to you? The, the point I was trying to make is if you're, if, you're, if you're worried about them living next door to you to strangers, be as worried about your own family members as you, are, as you are about strangers because most children who are sexually abused, it is by... Okay, but Anthony, let me, let me put it to you that if we had an app that showed a map that showed where paedophiles are living in our community... All that would happen is, as you heard with the caller earlier on, the problem just gets moved on from place A to place B. That's all. And that's naturally what would happen to me because people do not want sickles like that in their areas because if sickles like that were in the area, if something happened to a child, God forbid, you know what would happen. People would be blaming you first saying we should have known they were in our area. Why didn't you let us know so we could have protected our kids? We could have ran out that scumbag. It's just, it's what's going to happen. I think, you know, they should just... I think the justice needs to be harsh on these sickles. Just lock them up and don't let them out. Yeah, no, I, they're uh, dangerous. Look, the I'm kids, not, in they, the- they will reoffend. They will reoffend. Okay, in theory, rehabilitation for that. In theory, I agree with you, but you're still arguing that um, let's move the problem on from place A to place B which is ridiculous because you're just getting rid of the problem out of your area onto another area. Niall, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Niall? Hiya. Now, Niall, what do you want to say on this? Chemical castration. Chemical castration, which is something, yeah. by the way, that does happen which is in... something in, that France do, yeah. which is something that the UK do. No, I don't think the UK do. A, yeah, which, the, uh, which is something that a few of the EU countries do. 
there's a couple of EU countries that have put chemical Okay, and ju- just to explain how this works, in France, for example, I was only reading this earlier on, and now you mentioned it, and it says, in France, doctors recently began giving chemical treatment to 48 repeat sex offenders to see if this will stop them attacking again, but not everyone is convinced it's the best way forward. All the men undergoing the treatment are volunteers who serve prison terms for uh, sex crimes. So they haven't actually introduced it, they're merely testing it. That's it. And they're volunteers, so they're not being, it's, it's not being done to them against their will. It's legalised there. It's actually legalised right now in, in France. Okay, and do but, you support that? Is that the way forward? Absolutely, because if you out them, you're just hooshing them away into another district. And this is something. Um, where, this is what I said to Anthony a moment ago, that uh, moving the problem on yeah. from from all place A doing, to place yeah, B. All you're doing is sweep, uh, sweeping all under the rug. It's like it's, it's like emptying it's like emptying your dirty rubbish bag outside someone else's house because you don't want to deal with the rubbish. Mm. That's that's what it is. Yeah, it, it's pointless. Um, so I, I, I'm interested. I, you see, I think on in in theory, the idea of, of you know chemical castration. Mo, I think most people in theory agree with it. I don't know if they agree with it in practice. So what it is basically, oh, the, the liberals would stop that happening. Yeah, that's oh, my point. They, they would, and amnesty and well, all those. Uh, groups. I'm as liberal as you get, and I'm sorry, but if you break the law, you're you should really uh, face consequences. So. There is no, it should be chemical castration. Actually, I'd be, I'd be very interested. Unless you, want to li- unless you want to be in prison for the rest of your life, it should be chemical castration. Voted Irish Current Affairs Podcast of the Year. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Karen, you're on Opinions Matter. Hiya, Karen. I'm so sorry. Uh, good, thanks, Karen. Well, what did you want to say on this? I think that there's a very good documentary we could all learn from with this. It's Louis Carroll. I don't know if you guys ever watch him, but basically he goes over to different communities in America and there's one for sex offenders and paedophiles. And basically they're all in a gated community for life after they come out of prison mm-hmm. where it's monitored. They're not allowed to drink. They're not allowed to do drugs. Um, they have curfews that they have to abide by. If they get drunk or break any any conditions, they're brought right back, brought back, straight back to jail. And um, that, that, that was something also, that, that Jeremy highlighted there a couple of minutes ago. Is that the answer rather than having uh, so that, that I, convicted paedophiles yeah. live in, in, a, in a community? I remember, I remember seeing that episode, Karen, and it was it was so weird because the episode fell on Halloween. And the, the, the fellow, the superintendent who looks after the paedophile estate, as, as it were, um, ordered all the paedophiles that they couldn't put up Halloween decorations that would entice kids to come in and get sweets. Kids, anything like mad? that. Isn't that mad? And if, you yeah. remember, if, if you remember as well, he was actually a convicted paedophile himself. The guy that was managing yes, yes, he was, the, yeah. whole, the whole inside of it. So they were teaching him responsibility, they were teaching him accountability, but there was no risk of offending because they weren't anywhere near children. And do you think that that is the solution? Because what we've heard is that if we were to get to a situation where uh, you had an app on your phone and that app showed you where paedophiles were living, people will just run them out of the area, the, the mob exactly. mentality. Exactly, 
it has to be people who have the headspace to do this job and say, right, he's a paedophile, but I can put my feelings aside about that and work with this man. And, you know, like, it, it has to be done through professional services. But I think the best, the best thing that they could do, especially in Ireland, because we seem to be just getting more and more by the day, they, like, there needs to be some sort of way where they're kept away from the public and they're kept in for their own safety. Okay, and is there not a risk, though, if in Irish society, that if there was a community, as we just described, um, where paedophiles or sex offenders live, so, you know, you go in those gates there and they're all pedos or sex offenders, is there not a risk, though, that that place will be petrol-bombed wherever it is that they live? Well, no, not if they have the, the police and right. See, Ireland is in a crisis anyway because we haven't even got the right numbers to do the police and, and they're actually, do I saying the other week that there's 15 guys a month resigning from from certain stations because they're just the, the job's just not doable anymore. But I mean, if we are bring to bring people in from social services after the jail and interacted to them, because most of them when they leave Arbor Hill, they're just fucked out with a bag, and they, if they want to leave the country, the guard has to know. But even as far as Larry Murphy, like. We like once he left the country, there was no keeping tabs on him. Like other countries were warned about him, but he wasn't being supervised. And he was in Amsterdam a good two years before he was even brought to the Amsterdam police's attention. So it, 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 there has to be more communication across your restrictions, but there definitely has to be a plan in place for when they come out of jail that they're, they're never mixed in with the public again because it, it's their poor, it's their poor self. Um, that's that you know when they're like. They, they have no um they can't hold themselves back like that's there are very, very, danger. very few of them as well. When they're locked up in prison, go for rehabilitation, go for the, go for those programs. Yeah. Because you know why? Because these monsters don't believe that they're doing anything wrong. They just believe that wrong. that's that, that's. That's why Larry Murphy did. He refused all the help he was offered. Yeah. By the way, I was looking. You know? I was looking up those figures, Karen, when I was saying about uh, children are more likely to be victims of sexual abuse at the hands of family members in the states. This is figures for the states. Seventy-three percent. Yeah. So, so three yeah. three quarters of victims of child sex abuse, yeah, is at the hands of a non-stranger. So three quarters of children in America who are sexually abused or assaulted, it's by a family member. That's that's bloody terrifying, isn't it? It's you yeah. know uh, it's yeah it's, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. The reason I'm saying that, yeah, we have no problem letting our kids stay with Uncle Sam. No, or, absolutely or, not. Or, no, I, that's I, the I, biggest I, risk you can take. Actually. No, yeah. no. I I think I think as well. A lot of that have been like they could be uncles through marriage and stuff like that as well. Do you know what I mean? It's always good to be vigilant with your kids. Like I said, knowledge is power. So the more knowledge you have, the more vigilant you can be. It's interesting that you mentioned uh, Larry Murphy, and he's uh, somebody that we've had a lot of obsession uh, about over the years. Actually, he was living in every town in Ireland, according to Facebook. Yeah, well, I'm I'm just reading up here. There hasn't been a sighting of him in uh, eight years since uh, 2014. he was in Amsterdam at one stage. Yeah, and he was he? In, he was last reported to be living in uh, South London under an uh, alias. I never got the whole obsession that all of you had with Larry Murphy. Okay, Larry Murphy was a scumbag, a dangerous criminal, and all that. Yeah, mm. but I always said, at least we know what Larry Murphy looks like. It's the man on the street, yeah, who raped a woman, and she never went to the police about it. Yeah, she never went to the press charges, mm. and he got away with rape. It's those men that you need to be worried about because you don't know what they look like. You could be going out on a date with them tonight. You could be in a relationship with them now. You just you just never know. She so don't. Nolene, why are you angry? 
I think there should be an island got and every one of those evil, dirty people, both men and women who do things like that, should be put on it and let die slowly and painfully. Again, as I said earlier on, Noli, much and all as uh, a lot of people, in theory, on paper, would agree with everything you just said, it's never going to happen. Not in our lifetime. But what I don't understand is why are they even allowed to breed the same air as a society? If a dog bites a child and harms a child, it's put down straight away. It is. So so why is someone who does something like that to a child or a, a woman, why are they not, not, not put down straight away? Yeah. You see, the reality of it is, and this goes back to a message that I read out earlier on, um, if somebody gets sentenced to uh, a certain period of time in uh, prison. So Larry Murphy, for example, yeah. back in 2001, was uh, jailed for kidnapping, uh, rape, and uh, attempting to murder a young Carla woman in the Wicklow Mountains. We all remember the story. Yeah. But... That sentence that he got was 15 years, he served 10, he was let out, and he, in theory, uh, can get on with the rest of his life. Now, The justice system in Ireland is an absolute no joke. Okay, and there is the bit that we can all agree on, that the justice system is a bit of a joke in the way in which it hands down sentences to yeah. people like Larry Murphy. Larry Murphy should not have been out on the streets after 10 years to go God knows where, to do God knows what in this world. I do think that if you are on the sex offenders list, the public should have a right to know who's moving in beside them. Okay, but isn't isn't that going to lead, as we said already, Nolene, to that mob mentality of move them out of our area, Uh, we don't want them here, don't care where they go, but we don't want them here. Isn't that a problem? Yeah, because because parents have a right to to protect their children. Yeah, but you're just, moving the pre- you're just moving the problem on from one place to another. Well, then the, then the government are just going to have to, or the justice system are going to have to work some way out of getting rid of the, the, the evil that they are. Because I'm telling you here now, and I can swear this, if someone moved in next door to me and I have a 14-year-old daughter and I found out that he was a convicted paedophile, I wouldn't stop at any means to get him out from, away from my around my house. But, but, but by your inference, what you're saying is you would kick down his door and you'd be... Um, you know well within your rights to do so you'd kick down his door yeah. kick him out and then he'd move in next door to me and then it be, wouldn't be your problem anymore well at the end of the day I'd be protecting my child but you, don't, but, has to protect their own but child. you don't care about my children but like if he moved from where I am to Dublin or moved from Dublin to Galway like I, I couldn't protect everybody's children like if he, like Larry Murphy lived in every, nearly every county in Ireland yep. and nobody, nobody realised, you know, he could be doing it in one county, moving on to the next county. So why was he not? No, but the, re- the reality of it is, Nolene, we do have a sex offenders register. The Gardaí do know where sex offenders are living. Isn't well, that what enough? What going to do? Being put in a sex... So someone that abuses a child or is a sex offender and does jail time and gets put on the sex offenders list... That's not going to stop them from doing it the next time. No, but but, but being on the sex offenders register means the guardie can keep tabs on you, means the guards can keep an eye on where you're living and what you're up to. That's grand, but the guards can keep an eye on on the person. But that's still not going to stop them from being living close to public schools and living close to community colleges or something like that. Okay, stay there for one second. I want to just bring in one last call. And that's you, Elizabeth. You're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Elizabeth? I'm fine. How are you? Uh, Good, thanks. What's your view on this? Um, Do we have a right to know where sex offenders are living? 100%. You should be able to look it up and say, okay, this is where this is where these old people live. You should know it is scary when you look it up in the United States. 
there's a sex offenders website. You can look it up. You can plot them on a map if you had to. It's their face, their offense, and what they did and what age of person they offended. And I think all children that are offended against, the people that offended against them should get the same right as someone that murdered someone because you are kill- you are basically killing the innocence of a child. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I do think uh, one thing I'm learning from this conversation is a lot of us agree, uh, feel the same way. The justice system is broken in the way in which it sentences people for um, these crimes, particularly uh, against children. You can't just move them. You can't just move them to a new neighbourhood and say that's your problem, that's their problem. But that is what they happens if you... Identified. And do you, do you have the app where you can tell where they all live you can spot the addresses and all oh, I, oh geographically yeah and, and there's a little pink dot or yeah. a pink dot or a green dot for each one of them and what they did in the United States there's a person that was really smart there was a planner and what they did was because sex offenders can't be within a thousand feet of a playground a school a place where children congregate he mapped the whole town so that there is a school a playground a place where children play a, a youth center Every thousand feet, so people could not live. Sex offenders couldn't even move into that town. It was amazing. Okay, because um, have a listen to this message. I don't know if you'll agree with this or not, but here's what the message says You can tell a person where a sex offenders live, where a sex offender lives, but you can't tell people. They are idiots who panic and overreact. I can guarantee you an innocent household would end up being petrol bombed. Sex offenders uh, have to do a BD course, I think it's called, while in prison before release. Uh, They uh, are recommended to do uh, a course in prison, but they don't uh, have to do uh, a course in prison. I don't, I think they can actually leave prison without doing it. I do agree that a person can be smart. People are panicky and violent. Yeah, People when they get together get a mob mentality and they will hurt somebody. I'm sorry, when you were but, when you when you were living in the States and they said I've used the app or the with the map on it that you have with the little pink dots and it's great. And it said my friend was able to point out he said, You see your that house down the corner number thirty? Um that fellow yeah. that fellow was done for rape five years ago and he served two years. Has when you where you lived in the States and you had that map so you knew which houses uh, were housing sex offenders, was there ever marches on the houses? Was there ever mob mentality? Um Actually, not that much. I mean, there was one guy I remember back in Indiana when I lived there. There was one gentleman, and he offended against several children that he worked in school with. And when he got out, he he did have to move because they did target him because the parents of the children would would come to his house screaming, picketing, and and things like that. And I think they they put a couple rocks through his windows, and he had to move because so many children were offended by this one person. Now, that was, that was, I think the cops should have stepped in before violence ensued, but that was one of the only times I can remember that someone marked their house or someone came by and hurt, tried to hurt them. And I've seen, I've, I've lived in many states and many places in many countries, and that was probably Indiana was one of the only ones. Um, and I, okay, I mean, so, I've so there's, there doesn't seem places. to be, even though you might expect it in the States, there doesn't seem to be the same sort of mob mentality uh, around paedophiles that there would be here, probably because you're used to that system uh, of having a, a map that you can see where they live, and that's enough for uh, most people, it would appear. Yeah, so they can tell their children to stay away, but, you know, it is true, 70% or more are offended by their own family, which Absolutely. is why my child will not go to sleepovers at other people's houses um, because you don't know who's over there. You don't know who's family oh, members oh, are over there. Sorry, hang on, hang on a sec, hang on. Your children have never had a sleepover in anybody else's house? 
I've never had a sleepover at anyone's house uh, because of my cousins um, and because of what happened to them where the family member uh, offended them. But geez, mom, and the, the, my mother, uh, my mother never let me do another sleepover. No, but what about, that. have you kids yourself? Yes, I have two. And have they ever had a sleepover? Well, one of them's 17 and one of them's two, so no. Oh my God, I think that's, I think that's really sad. One of the things my kids love is a sleepover in relatives' houses. Yes, but when, when it is true that 70% of people are, are offended by people that they and that know, was, that was what we just said. in their yep. house. Yeah. That was what we just said earlier on, that the vast majority of abuse on children is by somebody that they know. But and it, and it was a family, it was a family member that hurt my, my cousin. And I, I, and I, it scarred my mother. It, and it made me realize that it's not stranger danger you have to worry about. It's body it's autonomy, you know. and yep. if you say you don't want me to touch you, like if I don't, if my cousin or my my niece or my nephews don't want me to hug them, that's their right. You have to be able to teach your children you have control of your body, and they're allowed to say no, don't hug me, no, I don't want to be touched, don't kiss me. Mm. They can say that they're allowed. That's their body. That's our Katie. Our Katie is a nut job about stuff like that. She always gives out well, to me. Call it a nut job. Ah, it is. It's 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 neurotic parents. Is that what? Is that what? Talking about Elizabeth. Talking about Katie because I often. No, but Elizabeth is the exact same. I often will say if my kids are leaving uh, the, one of their granny's house, I'll say, "Give your granny a hug and a kiss before you go." And apparently, that's not the done thing now. I think we're going to make children. We're going to turn them into robots that are literally afraid of affection. And you think it's okay to force your child to give granny a kiss? No, I'm saying give your granny. I'm not saying give your granny a hug and a kiss, or I'll shoot you. Or you'll go to bed hungry. You say it's a nice thing to do. I, I grew up in a household where we hugged a lot, and I'm a huggy person. Do you want to hug, Adrian? No, you're grand. Oh, okay. You're grand. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you, Elizabeth, for your call. Thank you, all of you, for uh, listening to this latest Opinions Matter podcast. I think that's one for a later podcast, by the way. Um, Sleepovers. Yeah, I just think, I think, I think that's sad. That would you let you okay? You said sleepovers in the relative's house. Would you let your son goes to his friend from school's house? It hasn't come up yet, but I know, I know I spent every second weekend when I was a kid sleeping over in friends' houses and nothing ever happened. You can't look at everybody with... with no, I sus- agree with you. With, I'm not arguing the point. suspicious uh, eyes. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Um, so you'll let the kids sleep in their friend's house? It hasn't come up yet, but I'll we'll address it. No, I wouldn't let their friends sleep in my house. Why? I would leave myself open to accusations. Can you imagine? God, that's a really sad world then. So, uh, so Luke can go to his mate's house, but you, his mate can't come to your gaff. No, but can Jesus. you imagine? Okay, can I you? have to go. I have to oh, go. Okay. Time's up. Good this, luck. Is, this is for the next one. It is. Thank yeah. you for listening. Uh, hit subscribe or follow, and we will catch you on the next one. That has been Opinions Matter. Opinions Matter. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.